Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to episode 11 of Extreme EvoCast, an all-purpose Pokemon podcast where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon, but we end up just talking about Pokemon Go for 45 minutes. <laughs> no, uh, well, that's necessarily maybe not uh, true. We have quite a lot of Pokemon Go stuff to talk about today, but first, before we get into that, um, I would like to apologize, first and foremost, for... Um, the fan <laughs> in the background. I don't know if you can hear it. I don't know if it's any different actually than what I've had before. I don't really keep track of uh, how much background noise is in my podcast. I try to minimize it as much as I can. Um, I, of course, keep my computer set up um, close to my microphone, obviously, and that ends up um, making it so my computer fan um, tends to be kind of loud, and sometimes it picks up, and also... Uh, tonight, it might just be a little bit more of an exception because I have my fan on high, <laughs> the highest it's ever been because it is absolutely super hot tonight. So you have to apologize. There's a little bit of background noise. Um, there's nothing really I can do about it. I'm not going to sit in a room in my room for an hour and a half talking about Pokemon. Um, also sweating my butt off. <laughs> That's not the kind of life I want to live. Uh, maybe eventually I can get a more professional setup, um, you know, with right, the right cooling, the right amount of air, uh, sound suppression. But for now, um, if you'll excuse my college kid budget of sitting in my room with a microphone talking, um, you'll have to you'll have to uh, deal with my fan being very loud. Um, so just a few things um, before I talk about. Uh, the news, of course, as we always start out with. I just want to say uh, thank you all so much. I say this pretty much every episode, but um, my thoughts with this podcast recently have been very um, positive. I like. I know right now, as of the time of recording, which is July 23rd, 2019, uh, actually, you know, it's midnight, eight minutes past midnight, so technically it is July 23rd, but it's, you know, july 22nd whatever um at this time this podcast is not necessarily the most popular podcast uh that goes without saying um but i've been happy with with the amount of with the amount of views and the amount of support that i've been getting in the past few weeks uh, and months um of course as podcasts tend to go it's getting more popular as it as as more episodes come out and, and things go on um the episode i believe seven where i talked about <clears throat> or I talked about um, the new Galler stuff, which might have actually been not episode 7. I'm not sure. Maybe episode 9. Um, whatever whatever it may have been was my most popular episode um, so far. Um, other than, well, that's not true. It, my most popular episode in the group that it was. You know, the first, second, third episode had, uh, were the most popular, the most uh, views. And then they dwindled down a little bit, and then they had a spike up around uh, that episode. So it seems like you guys like hearing me talk about uh, Galar and the new stuff that comes out. Of course, being probably the most topical thing right now about Pokemon, I'm not surprised. But I've just been having much more positive feedback, um, much more uh, positive feedback in the numbers as well just how many people are listening, how many people are listening all the way through, how many views it's getting on YouTube, all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm happy to see it. It makes me very happy. Of course, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this podcast for the money, for the popularity. 
Uh, I'm doing this podcast because I love talking about Pokemon, and I want to talk about Pokemon, goddammit. <laughs> That's pretty much my, own motiv- my, my only motivation for this podcast. I want to talk about Pokemon and have uh, people listen and enjoy it. You know, I want to bring entertainment. So I just want to say thank you so much for um, giving me the opportunity to do this and listening in. Um, my also another thing has changed about my about this podcast and my opinions towards it is how I've been going about um, you know the length about the formatting all that kind of stuff. I'm getting a lot more used to just writing down like chicken scratch notes, not very much. Um, kind of knowing what I want to talk about before I go into it without having to really plan all that much. And of course, it goes without saying that that's probably a good thing. <laughs> um, and I I want to take this podcast kind of in a less of a professional like outlook, but in in doing that, making it more professional. And you're probably thinking, what does that even mean? Um, I, I, like, I've noticed that in the past few episodes, I've apologized beforehand about the length, about these things that I talk about, you know, it's like, oh, this episode's probably going to be kind of short, uh, unless I have a reason for it, like a good reason for it, like, oh, I literally only have like half an hour to do this episode, you know what I mean? Like, I, it's, it's going to, you know, unless it's something that's urgent, that is actually limiting my time and isn't just variety in content to talk about. Like, if I don't have all that much news to talk about, uh, the episode is, of course, going to be shorter. And I don't really need to be saying that in the beginning of every episode because I feel like with how varied things are going to be in Pokemon and in this what I talk about in this podcast, I feel like it should go without saying that some some episodes are going to be shorter, some are going to be longer, some are going to be more filled with, with interesting content, some are going to be on the lackluster side just because of how, how news works, you know? Um, so I want to try to avoid apologizing for the length, for the lack of content, because most of that stuff is out of my control, and apologizing for it uh, does nothing, and it's, 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 uh, you know, it's not my fault, really, um, so expect me to be less of, like, hey guys, I'm sorry about this, I'm sorry about something that I can't control, because it's, I should, I just shouldn't be doing that in the first place, I want this podcast to be professional, in a sense, where I am just, I just go with it, you know what I mean, I just record an episode, whether it's 45 minutes or an hour and a half, it happens, you know, I'm not going to mention it every episode, because it makes it seem less professional, um, which of course, I want to try and be most professional as I possibly can, but in that, in being professional, sometimes being professional requires you to do some more unprofessional things, if that makes sense, Um, I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but hopefully that makes sense, what I'm trying to say, Uh, I want to avoid being too stingy with myself and with the episodes and just kind of go with it. You know, of course, some episodes are going to be more varied. Some are going to be shorter. Some are going to be longer. And I think that not addressing that fact every single episode is more professional and um, helps to be a little more consistent. So uh, now... We have quite a lot of news to talk about with Pokemon Go. <laughs> like I said, um, the news segment, of course, the first thing we normally talk about uh, related to Pokemon in this podcast is, of course, news. I go through the news, um, and most of it ends up being Pokemon Go. I don't really know why I talk about Pokemon Go all that often, um, or as much as I do. 
maybe it's because I'm a little bit biased because I love Pokemon Go and I play it a lot, uh, and you should too. <laughs> um, maybe it's because Pokemon Go is probably the most popular thing right now uh, in terms of Pokemon that gets constant updates, you know what I mean? Um, so I feel like Pokemon Go is the one thing that is getting updates that I can actually talk about. Of course, if something is uh, news-related with Pokemon Sword and Shield, I'll probably talk about it in one big episode. You know what I mean? I'm not just going to devote the news segment to it. So I guess that's understandable why Pokemon Go takes up most of the time slot for the news because it's the most newsworthy thing in Pokemon right now. Um, like I said, aside from Sword and Shield news. Um, but, um, of course, this is without saying um, I'm, you know... For the people who don't play Pokemon Go and just kind of sit through um, 10, 20, 30 minutes of me talking about Pokemon Go news, uh, you should play Pokemon Go. <laughs> like I said, it goes without saying, but seriously, Pokemon Go is a great game. Um, and if I honestly can't really think of any kind of reason why you shouldn't play Pokemon Go, it's, it's it, you know, promotes exercise. It, I could devote a whole episode to talking about why Pokemon Go is such a great game and why it's it's healthy. But yeah, I mean, if you've been on the fence about uh, playing Pokemon Go, re-downloading Pokemon Go maybe, um, let this be your wake-up call to play Pokemon Go. <laughs> it's fun. It's addicting. Uh, maybe that turns some people away. That's understandable. But it's fun. <laughs> that's all I can say. Uh, so Pokemon Go is getting a brand new update. Actually, it just launched i say getting as if it's not already out it's already out uh and i'm really excited about this one mostly because it's new it's something we've never seen before it's something that it's not even like an update of something you know something we've already seen something we already have it's not just like another variant it's something completely new um this is coming from polygon.com thank you so much to polygon.com um so i'm gonna read this uh straight up off the article it says, a new update to Pokemon Go has Team Rocket grunts popping up at Pokestops to battle trainers. Um, in the past few days, po the Pokemon Go Twitter, this is not from the article, uh, the Pokemon Go Twitter has been posting things about discolored Pokestops and posted a picture of black Pokestops with a R above it. <laughs> and everyone is like, oh, I wonder what that could mean. Um, but, of course, it's Team Rocket. Team Rocket Pokestops. Uh, okay, back to the article. Team Rocket grunts will battle you at a Pokestop, similar, similarly to how you can battle team leaders. If you win, they'll run off and leave their shadow Pokemon behind. From there, you can catch the Pokemon with Premier Balls as you do in a raid. The shadow Pokemon need to be purified on their information screens using their respective candy and dust. The, po the, bottom, sorry, the button to purify sits right above the button to power them up. Shadow Pokemon have a dark aura around them. Their CP is heavily reduced when shadowed. Shadow Pokemon also learn Return, a normal type attack when purified, which makes them well worth the trouble. Some players are reporting right now that the purified Pokemon also appear to require less candy to evolve and less dust to power up. That's actually really cool. The mechanics for Shadow Pokemon seem to be inspired by Pokemon Coliseum and Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness for the GameCube. <laughs> Both of the games focus on taking shadow Pokemon away from their trainers who receive them from a suspicious organization. In those games, you would purify the Pokemon through battling with them or using a special chamber. We'll keep tabs on the update to see if any more features or mechanics are hidden inside. Yeah, so 
this is mostly why I was so excited about this and why I wanted to talk about it so much is because it seems to be, I mean, obviously, it's taken completely from uh, Coliseum and XD, which are games that I haven't had a chance to talk about on the show yet, and I am looking forward to talking about them in depth on this show. Um, I haven't played Coliseum, but I had have played Pokemon XD, um, and I have quite a lot to talk about. I'll probably play Coliseum before I end up talking about um, them, or at least XD, uh, the GameCube games on this show, mostly because I want to get my full opinion on Coliseum and XD. But I'm excited about this. I mean, it's out. Go ahead, go play it. If, if you're listening to this episode, go play it. <laughs> it's out. It is a thing that's happening uh, right now. And I couldn't be happier. Like, this is so cool. This is so unique. This is something that was nobody was expecting. I don't think anyone could have... I don't think anyone could have told you, but they were going to add Shadow Pokemon into, into Pokemon Go. Um, it's cool. I'm excited to see where they go with this mechanic in the future. Uh, whether or not they add more Shadow Pokemon. Uh, whether or not they add more... You know, just more things in general uh, relating to this kind of idea i'm I'm very very excited um on cerebi.net um there is a list of pokemon that can be shadowed um i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna read out the information on cerebi because cerebi goes in uh to a little bit more detail about the new shadow pokemon so it says shadow pokemon were a feature introduced in pokemon coliseum and pokemon xc gale of darkness Shadow Pokemon are a new feature found after you defeat a Team Go Rocket Grunt at a Pokestop. After they have defeated, a wild Shadow Pokemon can be found. Shadow Pokemon are distinguished due to a purple shadow aura around them and then deep red eyes. Shadow Pokemon have lower CP, being at a lower level, require three times more Stardust to power up and have the move Frustration. They can also be shiny if the species is capable of being shiny. Okay, so Shadow Pokemon can be shiny. When you evolve a shadow Pokemon, it keeps the move frustration. Shadow Pokemon can be returned to normal through the process of purifying. This will return its look back to normal and unlock the darkness in its heart. <laughs> this is done with the cost of Stardust and Candy. It's 2,000 Stardust and 2 Candy for the first stage and 5,000 Stardust and 5 Candy for the second stage. A purified Pokemon gains multiple levels up to level 25. Gains slight gains in its IVs of plus two per stat, and has a special boost of by, and has a special boost by having a reduction in the amount of Stardust and Candy required to power it up, ten percent on Candy and twenty percent on Stardust. It also has the move Return. So the Pokemon that can be, um, that can be Shadow right now, is Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, Venusaur, Charmander, Charmeleon, and Charizard, Squirtle, War Turtle, and Blastoise, Rattata. Raticate, Zubat, Golbat, and Crobat. Um, I would be very surprised if they didn't add more Pokemon. They're probably just testing the waters. Um, I'm surprised by the starters. I'm not going to lie. The starters seems to be a weird touch. Because, of course, Zubat and Rattata are a staple of the uh, Team Rocket, you know. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't add Grimer, Coughing, Ekans, you know, the likes, the the the, the Team Rocket go-to. Um, but they added the starters, which is interesting. Um, of course, all of the first-stage Pokemon are uh, available when they are encountered, and Shadow, Bulbasaur, 
or Shadow, Ivysaur, Venusaur, you know, the, the second evolution, third evolutions uh, can be only obtained by evolving the Shadow Pokemon. So that might be interesting. Um, it might be interesting to try to get, of course, uh, for me and for other people who are trying to achieve a, you know, a living dex, getting all the Pokemon uh, in Pokemon Go, uh, I might actually try my hands at trying to get every single Shadow Pokemon. I think that would be fun. You know, not purifying them, as sad as that is. <laughs> Um, the team, or the Team Go Rocket Grunts, um, have a Cerebi page as well, which I will read. Thank you again, Cerebi.net. Um, Team Go Rocket are an offshoot of the Team Rocket from the main series Pokemon games. In Pokemon Go, Team Go Rocket will appear at Pokestops at times. When a Pokestop is darker blue and the cube on it is spinning, that means a member of Team Go Rocket is there. If you spin the stop, they will appear and challenge you. The battles are standard trainer battles, but you have to use a team while they use two Pokemon at CP of around uh, 2200 to 2500, and a final one of CP at around 3200 and higher, making the battle very tough. Uh, Shadow Pokemon, after defeating the team Go Rocket Grunt, you have a chance of capturing their Pokemon. This Pokemon is a strange Pokemon known as a Shadow Pokemon. You'll only have a few Premier Balls to capture the Pokemon in, with the ball bonus increasing as you purify Shadow Pokemon and defeat more team Go Rocket Grunts. Once you've captured the Pokemon or failed to capture the Pokemon, the stop returns to normal. Uh, I don't know if that's a universal thing or if it's if it's like first come, first serve or if it's just per person because it says once you capture the Pokemon or fail to capture the Pokemon, the stop returns to normal. I assume that's just for you and anyone else who has a chance of catching the Shadow Pokemon won't just be booted out or not have a chance at all. Um, so that's very interesting. I'm excited about this. Uh, I haven't had a chance to really do it myself because it kind of just came out. Um... And as you know, uh, being at home, I don't really have an opportunity to go out very much to play Pokemon Go. So, yeah, that's that's very interesting. Uh, I'm I'm excited about this. <laughs> I'm really, really excited to see where this goes. Um, there's some new mechanics. It seems like there's they're adding some different ways to get, you know, Pokemon with lower Stardust counts um, by purifying Shadow Pokemon. It, it really seems cool. <laughs> I'm very, very excited about this. So, uh, that's all I really wanted to talk about for the new Team Rocket event. I will, of course, talk more about it in the future uh, as more information gets released and updates come, as, you know, if they do. Uh, but we're going to go to our first of three segments of today, which is Ravunity Day. Of course, as you know it well, uh, Ravunity Day is the segment where we go and talk about Community Days in review. Uh, we talk about the past Community Days that have happened uh, before this episode, and the last community day was from, I don't know. It doesn't say on the website. <laughs> it was recently. It was this weekend, I believe. Um, last weekend. So it is Monday, uh, or Tuesday, as of recording this right now. Um, Monday night, essentially. And I believe it was, it just happened. So uh, the community day that just happened was, of course, from Mudkip. And the... Um, exclusive move was Hydro Cannon uh, for Swampert on Mudkip, as community days normally go. Uh, of course, as I tend to say in the past few episodes, and of course I've explained my reasoning before, uh, I haven't had a chance to really go out very much when I'm at home, uh, off you know, off living, off campus uh, at home. I don't really have anywhere to go to play Pokemon Go, so I unfortunately did not have a chance to take part in this Community Day. Uh, the Ravunity Day segment might be a little bit 
lackluster if I don't have any personal experiences to talk about. Uh, but, of course, you know, I hope you guys had a good uh, Mudkip Community Day. Um, the next Community Day has yet to be released because the new, um, you know, they ha it just happened, so they haven't had a chance. But, of course, next episode, you will get to hear about what Pokemon it will be. Uh, and, of course, stay tuned with the Pokemon Go Twitter to see what the new Community Day is. It will be a... A pseudo-legendary, most likely, because we just had Slackhoth, and then we had uh, Mudkip, which is a starter. If you didn't, um, if you didn't listen to my episode of uh, Pokemon Go, where I talked about Community Day, which was episode five, I believe, of Community Day, um, I talked about the pattern that goes between uh, the uh, you know, the, the, the community days, and it goes from a starter Pokemon to a pseudo-legendary Pokemon to another starter, and then to a non-pseudo-legendary three-stage Pokemon, uh, and then it goes back into the loop. Um, so it seems as if we just had our Mudkip community day, which means, actually, two, uh, two community days from now, most likely, we'll start getting uh, Sinnoh starters for community day which is very exciting um you know Sinnoh kind of just came out Sinnoh's still in the works really not every pokemon is out for Sinnoh of course so having uh, some more you know getting some Sinnoh starters maybe um Turtwig will be the the most likely because normally it goes um grass fire water as it did in the past it went uh Trico Torchic Mudkip so I assume it's probably going to be uh the same for Sinnoh. So yeah, Sinnoh is coming uh, most likely for the um, the month of September, which is exciting. And who knows what we're going to get next. Uh, we already had a Beldum one. We already had a Larvitar, of course. Um, I don't know what Pseudo-Legendary is going to be next. Maybe Gibble? I'm not sure. Uh, Gibble might be the, the most likely. If not, they might break the pattern um, because they kind of are running out of um, you know, <laughs> Pokemon to do. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they broke the pattern, but who knows? It might, they might, um, they might break the pattern and do a, just another three stage Pokemon. Who knows? We'll have to see when it comes out. So, uh, next there's a few changes to Pokemon Go that are coming. And then I promise we're not going to talk about Pokemon Go anymore. There's two more things about Pokemon Go that I'd like to talk about. Um, there is new charged attack changes. Uh, when you're battling trainers, uh, the Niantic Twitter actually released this. Um, I'm taking a look at it right now. There is a change coming to the way that charge attack works in um, in trainer battles. And it seems like the icons for, um, for you know, what type you're using for charged attacks will be... Uh, will we'll come up in like a pattern. Um... It'll be a sort of a, like you'll have to swipe in a certain direction or you'll have to, um, you know, do it in a pattern or, or, or collect them as they fly by the screen. It's really, really interesting, actually. Uh, it's cool. Uh, not something that I was expecting, but certainly interesting. Um, exciting in a way because it's adding a new mechanic for battling, which is exciting, of course. Um, yeah, so... Get hyped for that, I suppose. I'm watching the video right now. Um, it's sort of a... 
just a chain so you don't have just have to like tap or hold you know mash the screen uh, in order to get the charge attack up it seems like see the first example they do is for alligator and the water icons kind of fly towards the screen or f fly across the screen you have to like collect them as they fly by and then it shows a scissor using a steel type charge attack and the attacks come up in a like uh you know rows of four and you have to swipe across them quickly it might actually vary between moves uh which would be really cool that would be awesome to see all the the, the different charged you know charge attacks uh animations for each of the moves so yeah uh hopefully that is something that uh comes soon it just says uh the tweet says trainers two features revamps are coming to pokemon go we're rolling out an updated appraisal system to give you more detailed information on your Pokemon stats, and we'll soon be updating the charge attack mechanic in trainer battles. Watch for a preview. So you can check out the Niantic, at Niantic help uh, to see, and also the um, Pokemon Go page. Um, also made a, made a post about it saying, Trainers, are you ready for a new way to hashtag go battle? New trainer battle minigames are now live, along with our updated appraisal system. So it is out. Okay. So yeah, you can check that out if you haven't already. I I apologize. I thought it wasn't a thing. Uh, it was a thing that came out uh, two days or three days ago. Actually, no, four days ago. So it's actually been um, out for a while. I apologize. I've been kind of out of the loop recently. <laughs> uh, the only time I really check really really in depth news about Pokemon Go and stuff is um, when I'm checking the information for EvoCast. Uh, and of course, like I said, I haven't really had a chance to, um, you know. Uh, play Pokemon Go recently, but the new appraisal system seems cool. Uh, it seems like you can see actually, you can actually see stats. Um, you can see like in like a little bit of a, um, in like a bar system. It shows like attack, defense, and HP. It shows information uh, when it was caught, where it was caught, and it shows a little rating with like one star, two star, three star. I'm not sure if it's more than that, but yeah, that's uh. New appraisal system and new charge attack mechanics that are in Pokemon Go, so check them out. Uh, one more thing about Pokemon Go before we end, uh, you know, talking about Pokemon Go, is Sun Hat Pikachu. <laughs> Exciting, I know. Uh, you can catch Sun Hat Pikachu um, from up until now all the way to July 29th. So get yourself a Sun Hat Pikachu. <laughs> And one more little tidbit of news before we end the news and get on to the main topic of today. Uh, Squirtle Funko Pop is coming. I'm excited. I have the Bulbasaur Funko Pop, actually. It is sitting on my shelf right now. I can see it uh, behind me. Uh, it's very cute. I love it a lot. <laughs> uh, I'm probably going to pre-order the Squirtle one. Uh, I'm obsessed with these things. I don't get many Funko Pops, but I do... You know, I can't pass up on an opportunity to get Pokemon merch, especially in Funko Pop form. I love them. Uh, they're so cute. And I'm excited about the possibility of a Charmander one coming soon. So yeah, um, the news segment is over. And we're going to hop into the main topic of today, which... Uh, buckle up, because this might get a little bit... Not con I was going to say controversial, but that's not really the right word. Um, this might get a little saucy <laughs> um, because I do have quite a lot of things to talk about regarding this uh, thing. If you haven't already read the title, uh, we are talking about the negativity that has come to Sword and Shield. Um, honestly, 
I was I was going to avoid talking about this, uh, maybe for a while, maybe until Sword and Shield actually came out, but I think that it's time for me to get my opinions out. Uh, I'm not normally a super opinionated person when it comes to these types of things. Um, people are, uh, you know, they're entitled to their, their opinions about a new thing coming out. Um, I just think that, I, I personally, I have a very strong opinion when it comes to negativity when it, you know when it comes to things that are coming out soon and i'll explain more in the future but uh not in the future later in this episode <laughs> um but something i do want to talk about of course um just a little bit of a disclaimer before we really get into the meat of um talking about the negativity surrounding sword and shield and the pokemon in general um i do want to say i do want to give a little bit of a, a few tips about dealing with negativity and i just want to say don't let people bring you down about the new Pokemon game. Uh, of course, there is a lot of negativity uh, surrounding the graphics, around the national decks, around the animations, a lot of things that have been coming out uh, on Twitter, mostly. I don't know how many people listening are avid users of Twitter. Um, it's been my main source of social media in the past few months, um, and I have seen it all over the place, even on Tumblr a little bit too, which I do use. A little bit of Reddit, which I don't use much anymore, but I have seen a little bit. Um, it's kind of all over the place right now, and if you're an avid looker of social media and really follow in with the Pokemon community, I am—I would be surprised if you haven't heard a little bit about this. But um, remember, I know this isn't the greatest uh, tip. Um, some people have a hard time dealing with negativity when it comes to their favorite things, and I un completely understand that. I just want to let you all know that you're valid um, and... Feeling upset about people being so negative about your favorite thing is completely understandable. Honestly, it upsets me a little bit, as strong of a willed person as I am. Seeing so much negative reactions towards a thing like Pokemon just kind of, you know, it gets to me a little bit. It makes me a little bit upset, and I'm not proud to admit that. And I think it's understandable. Um, Pokemon is a type of thing that hasn't really had too many negative opinions towards um of course you know unlike to some other video game series such as uh sonic the hedgehog um you know games like um games that really strive towards representation like overwatch things like that um i've seen quite a lot of negativity for actually speaking of this is very very off topic and i'm i'm sorry if you have no interest in this but as the time at the time of recording this actually the new overwatch hero uh sigma has been released or not released but teased with the um you know uh origin trailer and all that stuff and i've been out of the loop with overwatch for the past few months i haven't really had a chance to play it i've been too busy um, and I haven't really had a very much interest in playing it. I've kind of been out of the loop for the past, like, two heroes, I think, that have been released. Three now. Actually, four, come to think of it, with, uh, with Wrecking Ball. I never really played all that much, um, after Wrecking Ball's release. I know this isn't Pokemon-related, but trust me, it, it has meaning. But I saw people, um, talking about Sigma and being upset about his, uh, his race, you know, his ethnicity, um, about his design, about how he's just, you know, another white dude, <laughs> and I don't really have a place to talk about this, about representation and diversity in, in the Overwatch community, of course, one, because I don't really play it much anymore, and two, because, you know, I'm a white girl, but I just, just know that you're not alone, uh, when it comes to being upset about this, about this, uh, upset, upset about this upset, yep, 
being upset about this negativity towards it, um, I was shocked at the amount of negativity towards the new hero, uh, and I'm shocked at the negativity towards Pokemon, uh, Sword and Shield. Just like I was saying before, Pokemon has had a pretty good uh, score with, with being positive, um, people being happy with what they create. Um, X and Y, you know, of course, had its had its uh, had its, had its pros and cons with the community. Um, people were upset at the graphics. People were upset at the game. Um, you know, the lackluster story uh, to some, um, and I can understand that. And of course, Pokemon isn't perfect, but you have to admit, Pokemon has had a pretty fair score on being positive and and being good games. Pokemon. Pokemon games are great games, and honestly, seeing this much negativity come from the Pokemon community towards the new games is surprising. It's something that we haven't really seen all that much, at least not that I've seen um, so far, and it's it's interesting to me because it's a new side of the community that I've never really seen before. Um, and of course, I'm not going to discredit people who are upset about the new things. I think that people who are upset about... Uh, the new Sword and Shield things that have come out are also completely valid, completely understandable. Um, and I just want to say that, th th you know, there are a few exceptions, of course, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Um, but I just want to say, you know, for people that may not be as experienced with community-wide negativity towards the games, you know, people who might not be into Overwatch, people who might not be into Sonic the Hedgehog, um, people who might not be following games that have such uh, negative reception sometimes when new things get released. Um, also, the Smash community comes to mind, um, but that's another topic for another day. Um, but, you know, it's it's new, I think. It's new in the community, and that's why I'm talking about That's why I'm bringing up those other examples, because people might not be... People might not have the experience of people being so negative because Pokemon is a very successful game franchise. Um, not much is wrong with it, if I'm being honest with you. And we haven't really seen much opportunity for negativity, I think, I believe. And it's it's new. It's, it's very new um, for a lot of people. Maybe people who are new to the franchise uh, never really had much of an opportunity to see negativity. Maybe people who are new to social media like Twitter. Um, and I just want to say, remember that your opinions about the game are completely your opinion. They're completely valid. Um, and your, you getting upset, or if you are getting upset or discouraged or anything to do, anything, any kind of negative emotions that come from negativity towards your favorite game is completely understandable. And I am here. I understand. Because honestly, like I said, the negativity towards Sword and Shield has kind of been bumming me out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, this next few segments, not segments, this next few, uh, discussions about the negativity towards Sword and Shield are going to be, uh, completely opinion-based, of course, my personal opinion, uh, but they might reflect on a few opinions that you might have, uh, other people might not have, of course, um, this is completely my opinion about what it is, and I think, uh, I wanted to go through and just put a disclaimer out with the negativity and that kind of stuff, and dealing with the negativity, um, of course, you know, the best thing to deal with negativity sometimes is to, um, just walk away, you know, it's a little bit of a, of a overused, oversaid thing, but it works, um, just try not to let it get to your head, try not to let it, uh, ruin your experience, because your experience is only, is your experience, and only your experience, um, don't let other people ruin your experience, um, I know it's hard sometimes, but, you know, it'll all be okay, 
which are some things I'm going to talk about later. So before we get into the meat of um, why, you know, about the specific things with the negativity um, in about the sword and shield, why I'm even bringing up this stuff in the per- first place, why I had to go through the, the, the disclaimer saying that it's valid, uh, I wanted to go through the random Pokemon of the week segment, which of course... Uh, as you know, is the is the segment where we talk about a random Pokemon every episode and go through its trivia, uh, information, and competitive viability. <laughs> um, so, uh, if you're really, really rare to hear me talk about uh, the negativity that comes from Sword and Shield, stay tuned. I know it's been almost 40 minutes now, and I haven't really gotten to the main point. Trust me, it's coming. Uh, but for now, we're going to take a little bit of a break and talk about Licky Licky. <laughs> what a Pokemon! Of course, um, last week's Pokemon was kind of the same. Um, it was a, you know, a Gen 4 um, kind of evolution that came from, you know, I talked about last episode about um, evolutions that came back. I'm not going to go into that. Uh, if you want to hear me talk more about that, um, subject and evolutions on previous Pokemon. Go listen to last week's episode where I talked about Rhyperior and um, Sinnoh's evolutions and stuff, of course. So, Licky Licky is a normal type Pokemon introduced in Generation 4. It is number 463. Wow, that's actually really funny. That's really close um, to the number of the uh, Move Tutor. <laughs> move that we have today um if you don't know when i go through uh, the move tutor moves i look up the i basically just take a random number generator put it through one through however however many moves there are which is 742 and i i make the random number and i choose that move uh it's licky licky's number is actually very close to the number we have today but anyway more back to licky 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 evolves from lick a tongue when leveled up uh, knowing rollout, uh, Licky Licky's abilities are Own Tempo or Oblivious, and Cloud Nine is its ability. It has a 50% uh, male-female ratio. It is 5'7". It is shorter than me, which is surprising. <laughs> um, it is you know 1.7 meters. It weighs 308 pounds. Maybe shorter than me, but it is almost twice. Actually, it is. Yeah, it is more than twice my weight. <laughs> um, at 140 kilograms or 308.6 pounds um it is uh its pokedex color is pink i don't think anyone needed to tell you about that uh, because of how pink it is <laughs> um so licky licky um some trivia about licky licky um licky licky would have been obtainable in both generation 2 and generation 3 if it existed as in both, there is a possible way to get a Licky Tongue that had rolled out. It shares this trait with Mamoswine. Licky Licky, despite having a clearly visible tail, Licky Licky belongs to a group of Pokemon which lack tails. Uh, which is the body style. Um, its body style is that one. I don't know which one it is. It is the little dude looking one. <laughs> um... But yeah, it belongs to a Pokemon. This is, uh, this is by the way, coming from Bulbapedia. All this information comes from Bulbapedia, so thank you to Bulbapedia. Um, and uh, Licky Licky is 
an interesting Pokemon, to say the least. <laughs> I actually have a story to share about uh, Gen 4 and Licky Licky specifically, kind of. I remember, this is a little bit of a, of a, of a past kind of a thing. Licky Licky, to me, is interesting because it, one, is just a very interesting Pokemon. It is some a Pokemon that you really don't see all that often. Uh, nobody really talks about Licky Licky. It's actually a pretty decent Pokemon, um, if I'm being honest with you. It's uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a good normal type Pokemon. Uh, of course, uh, rollout is a good move in general and getting access to rollout on such a tanky Pokemon is good. Uh, Licky Licky is just, just look at him. Just look up Licky Licky and just, just look at him. <laughs> Licky Licky is such an interesting Pokemon. I love it. I actually do love this Pokemon. It's cute. I think it's a cute design and I never actually noticed Licky Licky's tail. It's, it's adorable. It's got a cute little tail. Um, yeah, not really much else I can say about Licky Licky. Um, it's shiny form, I would say. Uh, it's tough, honestly. Uh, normally I look at these be uh, before I go through the episode, but I thought I would do a little bit of a live one today. Licky, it's, it's a 6 out of 10. It's just gold. It's just gold, man. Literally nothing else changes, but it's pink color. It's gold. It's looks cool i gotta say it's very very vibrant it's very very it stands out very very much but it's just kind of cold they didn't even change the color of its tongue uh they didn't change any of its markings on its on its skin it's just gold that's it it's just gold but um the story that i wanted to tell i specifically remember um calling my friend <laughs> and uh Looking at the new releases for Generation 4, the Sinnoh Pokemon, um, actually it was on Cerebi, the old version of Cerebi, um, where they released the Pokemon uh, before the games came out, obviously, um, the Pokemon were released, and I remember going through with my friend and talking about the new Pokemon that were released, you know, going through like, oh, what do you think about this one? What do you think about this one? And just thinking that they were so cool, so interesting, like, wow, Magneton's getting an evolution. Magneton's getting an evolution. Lickitung is getting evolution. Look at this big boy. Like, <laughs> I like, oh, the memories are so good, man. Remember looking at, like, Shinx and thinking, oh, what a cool Pokemon. Looking at the new legendaries and thinking how cool they were, man, like... The past is such a good, you know, it's such a good memory. It's, it's such a, such a wholesome, such a wholesome memory. <laughs> I really think so. Uh, just looking through the new Pokemon list, you know, talking to my friend over the phone. Uh, I must've been, I must've been like nine, eight, nine, maybe even seven at the time. Um, and that is, that just warms my heart, honestly. Actually, something interesting I just noticed, licky licky. Of course, I completely randomize these Pokemon. I don't go through um, and, you know, I, I don't choose these manually. But Rhyperior is actually the Pokemon that's immediately after Licky Licky. So, like, you know, coincidentally enough, we got, uh, for the, the last episode, we got the Pokemon immediately after this one, which is cool. Interesting. Um, but we're going to go and talk about Licky Licky in a competitive format. I'm sorry this... Um, formatting of her this uh random pokemon of the week is kind of all over the place i just don't really know what to talk about it's licky licky man what what is there to talk about about licky licky it's just a big round pink thing that licks things you know um so 
Uh, Licky Licky is in the untiered tier, which uh, the untiered tier is a tier where um, they are irrelevant. <laughs> um, they are, it says, untiered is a list of all Pokemon that are not relevant. Pokemon that uh, do not have above a 3.41% usage or viable in PU and is not a playable tier. Generally, the use of untiered Pokemon in a competitive metagame is strongly discouraged, so it's even lesser than PU, the lowest tier. It's just kind of, it's untiered, you know. Um, it's not, it's not useful, <laughs> and I hate saying that because it's a, it's a cool Pokemon. I like it. I would use one if it was viable. I think it's, I think it's cool. I think it's a, you know, it's a good design. I really do think so. I really do like Licky Licky. Um, but, of course, uh, its abilities are Cloud9, Oblivious, and Otempo. It has an HP stat of 110, an attack of 85, a defense of 95, a special attack of 80, special defense of 95, and a speed of 50. Um, this overview is written by Magma. And it says, Licky Licky might not might look good to use on stall teams because it has good bulk, keeps its teammates healthy with Wish, and gets rid of status with Heal Bell without worrying about taunt users thanks to Oblivious. However, Licky Licky is outclassed by Audino, which takes advantage of Regenerator to recover its own H recover its own HP upon switching out while passing Wish to a teammate. Um, the preferred set for Licky Licky is Wish. Um, it is Wish Protect. Toxic slash Heal Bell slash Dragon Tail, um, Seismic Toss, and slash Knockoff, which is interesting. It seems to have a lot of moves that do, you know, base <laughs> base damage <laughs> because it doesn't really have that great of an attack stat. doesn't really have all that well uh, in terms of attacking moves. Um, toxic and Seismic Toss seems to be its greatest damage outputs, which are kind of lackluster. Um, leftovers, its ability. Oblivious, so it can't be, uh, taunt can't be used against it. Calm, as its ability, or as its nature, I apologize, which is splush, splush, plus special defense and minus attack, and 258 HP EVs, 8 defense EVs, and 252 special defense EVs. Um, there's a little more information about Licky Licky. It says Licky Licky can pass a wish to its teammates while crippling Pokemon with Toxic. Healing its teammates from status with Heal Bell and phasing Pokemon with Dragon Tail. Licky Licky has a small niche in Oblivious that makes it immune to taunt from common Pokemon like Frostlass and Jellicent. However, even with this, Audino can do its job better due to having a better ability regenerator that keeps it healthy while passing Wish to its teammates. Um, and actually, I'm going to go through um, qu very quickly uh, the overview uh, information about the ZU, which is zero used, which is actually a tier in itself, which is, uses the least um, used Pokemon, which is interesting. And it actually has the same, um, pretty much the same um, moveset, so I'm not going to go over that again, but it has a different overview written by a different person, which is Justune Smiths. Um, so if you're interested in, in uh, using Licky Licky on your team in the ZU format, or even PU, um, just because a Pokemon is untiered doesn't necessarily make it completely useless. I, I for one, uh, revel in the fact that people use, um, you know, people don't use Pokemon just because they're quote-unquote not usable. I think any Pokemon could be usable in the right situation, but anyway, I digress. It says here, Licky Licky is one of Zero used most, most influential and necessary stall Pokemon. See, even in the lowest tier, it's still useful. 
Thanks to its ability oblivious, Licky Licky is immune to one of its best ways to shut down Stall, Taunt. This allows Licky Licky to pressure Pokemon like Vigoroth or Akorio, and Floatzel with Toxic. Licky Licky has access to Wish to heal itself and its teammates, which, along with its great HP and good special defense, allows it to be the bulkiest Wish, wish Passer in the tier. It also has access to Wilt Heal Bell, which allows Licky Licky to remove status conditions from its crippled teammates while removing status conditions that would otherwise detract from Licky Licky's own bulk. However, its passivity means Licky Licky has its issues against substitute users and Z-Move sweepers, which is why it only fits on stall and semi-stall teams. It is also forced out by certain U-Turn users that threaten its weaker defense, such as Savali Fighting and Choice Band Kamala and is very vulnerable to Stallbreakers such as Duosian, Lapras, and Regigigas. So, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for Licky Licky for today, uh, for the random Pokemon of the week. And we're going to get into the meat. Uh, I'm sorry for spending so much time on Licky Licky. I, like I said last time, I want to spend more time on the, um, you know, on the random Pokemon of the week, because what is Pokemon without going over specific Pokemon? I think that the random Pokemon of the week is one of the most interesting things about this podcast. Um, and eventually, if I can get through 900 episodes of this podcast, which I find, you know, Call me pessimistic, but I find unreasonable. <laughs> Hopefully we can go through and um, talk about as many Pokemon as we possibly can before, uh, you know, this this podcast bites the dust, which I don't plan on doing anytime soon. Um, I love talking about specific Pokemon. I love talking about Pokemon that aren't credited as much as they should be, and I just love talking about Pokemon. So talking about specific Pokemon uh, every episode is something that I'm very down with. I love, I love it. And I think it's one of the most, um, one of the best uh, segments to talk about. And I think one of the most, you know, no-brainer segments to have in a Pokemon podcast talking about a random Pokemon, uh, whether that be in order or randomly generated like I do. I think it's a very good addition to the podcast and the podcast would not be very good without it, in my opinion. So, um, negativity. I've been boasting or, you know, I've been I've been flaunting a strong game about negativity in the Pokemon Sword and Shield, or just the Pokemon community in general, for 50 minutes now. And you're probably saying, Lily, just get on with it. Talk about the negativity already. And so that's what we're going to do. <laughs> um, so mainly, I've talk I talked about this um, briefly in the last um, few episodes, with the Sword and Shield content being so prevalent in those episodes... Um, most, I'm not going to really go about the national decks because I did talk about that in the last few episodes, but I will talk about it a little bit here. Mostly my negativity comes from, uh, the graphics, um, the lack of the, you know, the reusing, the reusing of animations, all that kind of stuff. So the, I think personally, the negativity that comes from, um, this information, it's a little, you know, not information. The negativity that comes from all of the things that we've seen so far are a little bit too much, in my opinion. Um, I've seen people uh, complain about the uh, the reusing of animations, which uh, somebody on Twitter actually made a post saying that um, the new Rivals uh, animation is the exact same as How from Pokemon Sun and Moon. And I just want to say... Who cares? <laughs> like, do you really... I know it's a new game. I know it's a movement from the 3DS to the Nintendo Switch. And that's actually something I'm going to briefly talk about. But, like... 
is that really that much of a big deal? Um, and a lot of people in the comments seem to agree with me. Um, see, this is kind of a... This is kind of a a bad example of negativity because it is, you know, a lot of people seem to agree with how I feel, which is who the hell cares <laughs> if they reuse an animation for an excited trainer, um, you know, animation for, you know, the trainers, it's hard. Animation is hard. You know, as an animation student, animation is hard. Animation is not easy. Reusing art and assets, uh, especially animations in main series games, is not uncommon. Um, it happens in every single game, I guarantee you, uh, unless the game is being completely remade and reimagined, reusing of animations is not uncommon. Um, and I don't think it brings any negative aspects to the to Pokemon. Um, and speaking of animations, people are comparing... I have a lot to say about this. People are comparing the Pokemon Stadium animations to the animations of the Pokemon battles in Pokemon Sword and Shield. And this was a complaint that we've had all the way back in Sun and Moon. Um, people thinking that the new... The animations for the Pokemon and for them using the moves are lackluster. They're... Um, you know, they're, they're lazy, you know, for a Pokemon using double kick, it just hops twice in the air. Oh my God, that's so lazy animation. But think about it this way. Pokemon Stadium was a game that was focused on battling. I don't think the Pokemon Stadium, um, argument is valid because Pokemon Stadium was a game that was focused on battling and battling alone. There was nothing else in that game that resembled anything else we have in Pokemon other than battling. Um, so of course, if they're going to make a game that is essentially just Pokemon but battling, a way to battle Pokemon with better animations, 3D models, it was, you know, it was an, kind of an adaptation to the original Gen 1 games. Um, to, uh, to to make battling more entertaining for people, you know, giving them animations, giving them the cool announcers and stuff in a full-fledged 3D game. You can't make that argument today because, one, there's so many Pokemon. Back then, there was only 151 Pokemon. And, of course, they were going to give animations to all of them, unique animations to all of them, because if they didn't, Nobody would buy the game. <laughs> you know, like I said, it was focused on battling. Pokemon has so many other things that aren't just battling. They have the overworld. They have, you know, the trainers. They have the animations. They have other animations that aren't just battling. Pokemon isn't all about battling. It is a very, very large staple to the game. Of course it is. But it's not just battling. And I think that the Pokemon Stadium argument is extremely invalid because you just can't compare them there's so many pokemon there's so many moves there's so many other things in the game that are used in assets that aren't battling uh overworld animations there's scenery there's um you know dialogue everything like that it's just not comparable. Pokemon Stadium didn't have any of those things. Pokemon Stadium was battling and battling alone. And I don't blame Pokemon for reusing these animations. Because think about it. If they're going to have... Okay, let's let's completely disregard the fact that they're not having every single Pokemon in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, let's look at a potential game in the future where they do have every single Pokemon in the game. 
making an animation for a good amount of moves um, for every single one of the Pokemon, 812 at the moment, who knows how many they're going to add in Sword and Shield. That would take forever and so much resources, so much time, so much resources, so much animation work would be put into these Pokemons. You know, 900 plus most likely in the future. We're talking maybe even more than a thousand in the, in the, in the far future. Pokemon that need animations. Pokemon already have walking animations that of course are gone, gone unused in the game as we've seen in Sun and Moon. They have an animate, they have idle animations. They have animations for being sent out of their Pokeball. They have animations for um, using a special attack, using a physical attack, using a basic attack. They, some Pokemon even have overworld animations. These Pokemon, they already do have unique animations. They have over five plus animations for every single Pokemon. And modeling these Pokemon, 3D modeling these Pokemon, giving them five plus animations per Pokemon is already so much. I think that the moves, I think that they've already done a great job. I think that giving a Pokemon, they could have just given one, they could have given every single Pokemon an idle animation and one attacking animation, and that's it. But they decided to give them three sometimes even more animations for each Pokemon, for each different kind of attack. And I think that's already impressive. And I don't think we're giving Pokemon enough credit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry I'm going off kind of hard against this, but I seeing that argument made makes me very angry because it's just not comparable. It's it's I don't think it's comparable at all. I think that Pokemon has already put very much effort into their games. Um, this was a This was an argument that people made back in, uh, not back in, you know, makes it sound like it's old, but in, in Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, and it was a little bit more understandable in Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, because there was, uh, only 150 Pokemon akin to Pokemon Stadium, uh, but think about it this way, they had to do animations for every trainer, they had to do animations for everything in the overworld, they had to have animations for Pokemon in the overworld, uh, you know, animations for, um, them using their, their moves, you know, every kind of move, they had to make them, um, they had to give them animations for interacting them in the, interacting with them in the overworld, things like that, um, they had to do every aspect of Pokemon that isn't battling, I don't blame them for not doing animations like that in Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, because they already had so much to deal with, and it was already such a shot in the dark with the new Pokemon Go mechanic, that they couldn't afford to take that risk, you know, um, and another thing, um, Pokemon Refresh, Pokemon Ami in, in, in X and Y, Pokemon Refresh in Sun and Moon also had many, many, many different unique animations for Pokemon. And people don't credit them for those animations. They're just upset that every Pokemon doesn't have a single animation for every single move in the game. I think that's insane. And I think that's putting way too much pressure on the Pokemon community or on the Pokemon developers. Honestly, I think that they've already been doing a great job. I think that I, I don't think that that argument is valid. And you're going to hear me say it a million times until the day I die. I think that that is invalid. And of course, if Pokemon decides to go through with it and make a unique animation for every single Pokemon, more power to them. Sure, that's great. It'll be a great change. It'll be a great opportunity to see the Pokemon in action. But I don't blame them for not doing it. I really, really, really don't. 
Um, so we're going to talk a little bit more about some other things that I've noticed in the community about the negativity towards Pokemon Sword and Shield is the graphics. Um, I talked a little bit about this last episode um, where I talked about the similarities between uh, Breath of the Wild and the transition between uh, the 3DS and Nintendo Switch. I think that Sword and Shield looks amazing. And really, my my main argument where it co- when it comes to the negativity towards Sword and Shield right now is just, it's in development. I talked about this last episode. It's in development. <laughs> you can't discredit a game as much as people have been for a game that's in development. It isn't finished yet. A game that's still in development and people are complaining about the graphics. Like, I understand a little bit if the game doesn't look up to par, but give it some time. You know, give them the opportunity to take in that criticism and fix it, or even just do what they were planning on doing from the beginning. They Maybe they don't even need the criticism. Maybe they know that it doesn't look as well as it does, as they want it to, and they still have a few more months to work on it. Maybe they were focusing on doing uh, core game mechanics first and then focusing on the graphics later. Um, I don't know. We don't know. That's the thing. We have no idea of knowing what their game plan is, what it's going to look like in the end. And I think that with so much negativity towards comparing it to Let's Go, um, comparing it to the 3DS releases and saying that it's just a port, I don't think that's true at all. I think the, the open world mechanics are completely different than what we've seen in Sun and Moon, and I think it's going to change the way that we play Pokemon, and I think that it is exactly what people wanted for the Switch, and I think that it is exactly up to par, maybe not exactly, but it is certainly up to par with what to what, you know what we are expecting from from a main series pokemon game on the nintendo switch and you have to remember let's go pikachu and eevee was a spin-off game pikachu let's go pikachu and eevee was not a main series pokemon game and they said this when it was releasing it is a spin-off game it's a remake of pokemon yellow it is not a main series game which is why we didn't get it to its fullest potential in my opinion on the nintendo switch which is why we're getting it now in Sword and Shield. And I think that, you know, the negativity towards um, comparing it to the 3DS with the national decks, with the graphics, comparing it to Let's Go, um, just, you know, everything that we've seen, the YouTube videos that I've seen um, talking about the negative, the, the cons that come with, with Pokemon with Sword and Shield, and even people in that video contradicting themselves by giving more pros than more cons, I just think that kind of attitude is extremely toxic, and I don't think it's what we need right now with the release of Pokemon Sword and Shield coming out. I've seen so many of my, so many of my friends say, specifically, that the negativity towards Sword and Shield is making them not want to play the game, and is that really what we want to do? Are, we, are people really so upset about how the game looks and what we don't have as opposed to what we do have, that they're going to make people not want to play the game? Is that really what we want What we want the Pokemon community to turn into? I don't think that's what we want the Pokemon community to become. And I am, frankly, very upset that that has even happened in the first place. Um, I think that the Sword and Shield negativity that we've seen so far is very not healthy. And I think that we should have a positive outlook. I think we should be thankful um, 
towards Pokemon for what they've given us so far, and remember that the game is still in development. Of course, I'm not saying that you can't have criticisms. The game isn't perfect. No game is going to be perfect, and even, even from Nintendo, even from Pokemon Game Freak, no game is going to be perfect. Every game has its flaws. That's That goes without saying, and I think that criticism is healthy. I think that criticism is needed to help the game developers know what's wrong, um, let them fix things, and I think that criticism and a little bit of negativity towards what we're seeing is okay, but I think too much dwells into the realm of being unhealthy for the community, for the game, and just for the, for everybody, you know? Um, I, I just think that maybe we... Sh I, of course, I'm not one to talk. I, of course, me saying these things isn't going to change anything. Um, you know, maybe it'll change a few people's minds if they decide to listen to this. Maybe it'll, it'll give spread a little bit of positivity, and that's all I hope to do. I hope to spread positivity and just let people know that you shouldn't let the negativity get to you because it's not healthy. It's not, in my opinion, most of it is not justified. And I think that you shouldn't let the negativity make you not want to play Pokemon. Because it's Pokemon, for God's sake. I talked about this last episode. It's Pokemon. Even if it's not the best it possibly can be, it's still going to be a great game. X and Y yeah, the story wasn't very good. Yeah, the graphics wasn't all that weren't all that great, and it did, maybe it didn't compare to what we were expecting, but it was still a great game. It was a good game. Pokemon always come out with great games. I know that's a that's a big statement to say, but it's Pokemon. Have they really disappointed us all that much before? I don't think they have. And I don't think they have to the point where we need to be so critical of Sword and Shield before it even comes out. So, just remember, I'm saying these things to try to stop people from being discouraged about um, about the negativity that's happening in the community, stop people from maybe thinking so negatively about the games, giving Game Freak a chance to change, a chance to get the game out, you know, finish the game. Um, I, it's, I think it's crazy that I even have to say that in the first place. And of course, this is just my opinion if you think the negativity is justified more power to you. Um, again, like I said, this is just my opinion. This is how I feel. I am a generally pretty positive person, so I think I kind of think this way about all kinds of negativity, um, but specifically, you know, I don't think I need to be the first one to tell you that I love Pokemon, and I don't want this sort of negativity to be plaguing the community, you know? I don't want this kind of stuff to be in the game and the series that I love so very much. And I hope that listening to this will give you either a change of heart or, you know, give you that boost of confidence that you need to get over the negativity. That's all I really hope to achieve and just spread my opinion um, about how I feel about this sort of stuff and also maybe get a chance to rant a little bit and get my frustrations out about this kind of stuff. So I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, we're going to do the last segment of today. Uh, I'll try to keep it s short considering we're at a minute uh, or an hour, a minute. Yep, I've been doing this podcast for a minute. Um, we are at an hour and almost 10 minutes, so I will try to keep this short. Um, this is the last segment of today, which is Move to a Day, where we go through a random move uh, and talk about it. Uh, today's move is... Electro Ball, which is a damage-dealing electric-type move introduced in Generation 5. Um, it is a special-type move. It is 
uh, it is electric type, of course. And so the effect of Electro Ball varies on speed. It says Electro Ball inflicts more damage the faster the user is compared to the target. And Electro Ball's power is calculated as follows. If the target speed is more than 100% or exactly zero, the power is 40. So if the target that is being hit by Electro Ball uh, compared to the user's speed, uh, if the target has 100% of the user's speed, uh, which is a difference of zero, uh, the power is 40. So if they have the same speed or if the target is faster um, than the user, the power will be 40. Uh, if the target is between 50% and 100%, the power, or yeah, yeah, 50% or 100%, it, the power will be 60. If the target speed is 33.33 uh, repeating percent uh, to 50% of the user's speed, the power will be 80. 25% um, to 33.33 repeating uh, percent of the user's speed, uh, it'll be a base power of 120. And if it is 0.01% uh, to 25% compared to the user's speed, it base power will be 150. Uh, the speed values also, the speed values used take all modifiers into account, including stat stages, paralysis, held items such as the iron ball, and abilities such as slush rush. So everything is taken into account uh, that calculates speed. Paralysis, of course, cuts speed in half. Um, stat stages, if your speed, speed is raised or lowered, it will also be taken into account. Um, Electro Ball has no effect on Pokemon with Bulletproof. And it has a PP of 10. Um, it has an accuracy of 100%, so it always hits, given that the uh, evasiveness and accuracy are the same. Um, the description in Black White and Black White, uh, Black and White 2, it says the user hurls an electric orb at the target. The faster the user is than the target, the greater the damage. And that is the same, uh, pretty much the same for all the rest of the games that follow. Um, let's check out some of the trivia. There's a few things of trivia about Electro Ball. In the anime, Electro Ball shares a striking similarity to Zap Cannon, Hidden Power, and Energy Ball. And Electro Ball can have the highest base power of any move, or any like any move. Yep, any electric type move, which is 150. So it seems like um, Electro Ball takes the cake for being the highest damaging, or the you know the most base power uh, move of any electric type move, which is very cool. Okay. Uh, I believe that is all I have time for today. I apologize for the kind of messy episode. I had a lot to talk about today, and it was all opinion-based. It was all over the place. I hope you could follow easily, and I hope you enjoyed uh, today's episode. I thank you so much for listening, and uh, I will see you next time. Take care. Bye. <laughs>